Also, right before Nicholas dies, we get Dio. Right, of course. So this seems to me that like, there's because there's no inkling up until this chapter, other than the fact that they're both jockeys, that Johnny and Dio know each other anyway. Like, Johnny never goes like, Dio, that's a name from my past. Just, you know, something something like that. But Iraqi like, did math and was like, oh, they could know each other. It's possible that that was trauma. <laughs> Johnny, like, of course, Johnny didn't remember meeting Dio the day that his brother right, died. Right, right. He had to be, it had to be excavated from him by being surrounded yeah. by sound effect dinosaurs. Yeah, this is his yeah. recalled, he's having like a recovered memory That's situation. That's right, yeah. Dio, Dio is basically his therapist in this situation. It's like a Hannibal situation. Or yeah. maybe a Rocky exactly. did math. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, th- I think my theory makes more sense. Totally. <laughs> Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Courtney Stanton. Today we're going to talk to you about vanishing points. The history of art. The history of art, yeah, I guess. Mouses that love to kill. Mice. Mouses. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) Human language. This is what happens when you don't podcast for a while. (laughs) By a while, I mean a year and a half something no it's been it's been a year and two months since my last notes yeah in my book we're back we are we are back recording it has not been that long since um so yeah we've been releasing episodes as you've noticed but but what you may not know is that there's a gap of more than a year between recording last sessions. week and this week yeah we, yeah we were sitting on a bunch of episodes because of me scheduling yeah it's fine yeah Life, um, life gets in the way. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it finds a way. Sometimes it gets in the way. If you're Dio, it finds a way, though. Yeah. The point is, we are back. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. And, and we're never taking a week off again. Yeah. And we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> and we're. Yeah. We're talking about chapters 42, 43, and 42.5 of Steel Ball Run, the seventh arc of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, this is going to be uh, parts three and four of the In a Silent Way arc. Silent Way is a five-chapter mini-arc, and so we're not quite wrapping it up with this episode, but these two chapters are the ones that, like, I wonder, like, if one of them is maybe my favorite chapter in all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, or it's definitely, like, I mean, I read it again today. I've read this several times, and I, like, I literally had goosebumps, like, my hair was standing on, and it's so good. It was, I think it was... One of these Silent Way issues when Eliz was like, kind of like goading me to read Steel Ball Run because I read it because I Eliz read it, then I read it, and then Courtney read it after I did or like overlapping with when I did. Um, but I think I was. It's been so long. I don't it's remember. been a while. But a uh, years. but there was a time when only I could. I, I only had Eliz to text about um, <laughs> Steel Ball Run, and uh, and I think it was one of the panels. I forget which one, but like one of the panels in this, I was like. Holy fucking shit. Like I remember just sending her the 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 panel and just saying, like, this is master masterful, it's, you know. It's so good. Like the I mean, we'll we'll we can but we'll first start we, at the beginning. First we have to talk about England. Unfortunately, I was really trying to avoid <laughs> it. Or do but... we or do we talk about the cover first? Oh uh, sure. Yeah. I just wanna, you know, we got Johnny thrusting his pelvis uh at the at the at the reader with uh with a spine coming out. And a and a hand on his side and, and the, the, the zero point is his taint. I mean, as if there's one <laughs> thing that Iraqi wants us to pay attention to in this couple of chapters, it's things that point in the direction of a dick. 
<laughs> Definitely, yeah. Sometimes it's Chekhov's thing that points in the direction of a dick. <laughs> like you may have been wondering this whole time why Gyro's belt buckle points to his dick and you're probably still wondering because there's no reason given. Uh, it's, because, uh, it's because that's where balls come from. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's where the the golden spiral of pointing. Yeah, stand, yeah. stand is stored in the balls. It always it always leads to the balls. One yeah. to one point six one eight. Yeah, but for but first we still have to talk about England. Um, okay. And the seven-time winner of the Triple Crown. I still feel like technically the horse is the one who wins. So the way that it works, I did, I did some research. Um, Thank you. Horse racing enthusiasts, please write in with your complaints. Um, <laughs> I won't read them, but still, write in. <laughs> Johnny's dad is a horse trainer. And if you look up like... So first of all, the Triple Crown, which is the combination of three horse races, the Belmont Stakes, the Preakness, and the Kentucky Derby... All three of those races did exist by 1875. Oh, well, good. At least we're, but, that's a good yeah. foundation. <laughs> yes. But they weren't, they didn't start being called the Triple Crown until 1930. So you win some, you lose some Iraqi. <laughs> but then, and this is the part where it shows that we're in pure fantasy. In history, a horse has only won the Triple Crown 13 times ever. And seven of them were this horse. Yeah. <laughs> and so the thing is that, like, because it's the trainer, it could have been him. Either uh, like training like five different horses or whatever, but also if you look up like the most successful trainers, like it's possible that Iraqi meant like had won seven like triple crown races, which I guess could have uh, been more like more possible. Like had won seven right. races that were part of yeah the that were part One of, of those three, three yeah. Um, okay. No, I think he meant. I think we yeah. both. I think we all know. Twenty-one wins. Or... I think we all know he meant that he had trained seven horses that had each won all three of those races. I yeah. I personally think that uh, Johnny's dad uh, ran the races himself. I was going to suggest that just too. like Sandman. Yeah, uh, I was going to suggest that too. He was actually the jockey was riding him, or <laughs> or. Or, I'm sorry, we are overlooking a really obvious fact check on this. Eliz, you were looking up a lot of facts. I think it's really valuable. But that's all for full-sized human horses. <gasps> oh, that's a really good point. <laughs> fact checked. Wow. This is for miniature horses. This is probably, when did the miniature horse triple crown begin? <laughs> <laughs> the, the triple, the you know, tiny I, triple Because I did, I did think when they were talking about how big that wild horse that Nicholas was riding was, I was like, that horse isn't that big. But in, this world, but in this world, compared to the tiny horses. Yeah, maybe yeah. regular sized horses are actually like pretty unusual. In yeah, maybe they're just feral. <laughs> Extremely dangerous. <laughs> there's like only four thousand of them in the world, and that's why that's there's that many racers in in the steel right. ball run. They start. rounded, right. and that's why some of them don't use horses because they couldn't. They, they ran out. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have the resources. They had to, to invent a, a car. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying maybe he's transitioned from tiny horse. You know, so like in the car racing circuit, like you can race like the short cars and then maybe transition to like f1 or something so maybe he was training mm. tiny ho horses and eventually he was like no i'm gonna switch gears and then kill my kid <laughs> <laughs> well he waited to have he waited until his sons were old enough because before that 
he didn't have anybody to ride a big horse. Yeah. And so right. then it was just like, okay, well, now my sons are adults and, and they'll they, ride these horses. Yeah. They can ride horses that are human riding size yeah. as opposed to, I guess, child he was, riding size. Yeah. I don't know what he was putting on those tiny, tiny horses before. So, but. so unlike Jonathan Joestar's bad dad, who is mostly just bad in that he's like too overprotective and doting and so forth. Um, um wait, wait. Okay. Sorry. No. <laughs> I'm not letting I'm not letting uh whatever George. his name George Joestar yeah. get off that easy. He like was obsessed with telling uh Jonathan that Dio was better than him and that like he would never amount to anything because really? Dio was so amazing. Yeah. All right, I forgot that. That was like Sorry. the whole yeah, he's like, thing. be more like Dio. Yeah. Why can't you have oh, better okay. manners? Yeah, so like basically, Dio. so basically, Nicholas is the Dio in this situation. Yeah, except Nicholas is nice. Yeah, right. Nicholas was like nice and kind and just. Nicholas is like the mathematical inverse of Dio. Yeah, you multiply them both together yeah. and you get one. Yeah, yeah, and you get a rat named Danny. <laughs> you get a rat named <laughs> that Danny. survives. That mouse. A mouse. A mouse. A mouse. Sorry. But yeah, to just that just only lives to run in front of horses and <laughs> spook them. But man, he's like when when his dad is like, "Go drown your pet." Fuck yeah! And you have to do it yourself. You can't like get someone else to do it for you. To feel the life leave its body. So and so, really, like the original sin here seems to be set up. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say it's his father's, but also it seems like Nicholas offering to lie on Johnny's behalf is like the the issue here. I don't I don't know. I think that what it is is Johnny's cowardice or his softness. Because yeah. if he had just killed the mouse, then his brother wouldn't have had to help him. Oh. That's, I think, sure I think that's how Johnny he interprets it. it. Yeah. yeah. His dad was like, you're too gay. You need to man up. Yeah. 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 I mean, right. this is the obvious subtext. And there. he was yes. like, oh, do you Thanks. mean I should be, I mean, yeah. I should be overcompensating for you many years? and." Getting with tons of girls and be tough, being, being, right? yeah. Yeah. being yeah. totally miserable. Yeah. This is this is what toxic masculinity does. Yeah. Um. So it's like, yeah, it, and it's so rather than it just being like the clarity to be like, yeah, my dad sucked. He created a really dangerous environment for me and my brother to live in, and it killed one of us. Instead, it was like, yeah, it's my fault for not being able to thrive in that really shitty environment. I like Johnny. how uh, Johnny's got like uh, the trainer from Rocky working. For him, it's just like the, the the wisened old man, yeah, yeah, who's, yeah. Uh, who's, who's in his corner, you know. I love Johnny's like child uniform. <laughs> yeah, it's like basically the same hat, right? So then Nicholas dies. Uh, important point: Nicholas is five years older than Johnny. Gyro is also five years older than Johnny. So obviously, Johnny and Gyro's relationship is one brothers of simply brotherly, absolutely affection, just brothers, and they're not banging each other. Nicholas didn't die. He went to Italy under an assumed name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think Johnny's dad is yet another Hall of Famer in the Bad Dad Club. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so we learn that Johnny and Dio have had uh, you know some kind of intertwined destiny from a very young age because right. they cross paths. A rivalry, yeah. And that Johnny's dad used Dio as like a weapon against Johnny. Like, yeah. oh, like even if you won that race, Dio wasn't in it, so you so didn't it, really it's not win. Because really yeah, yeah. you could never beat Dio. I mean, I also would accept that this was in like his planned out notes for the whole arc because that makes sense, and he just hadn't figured out a way to like foreshadow it before this. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's possible too. But yeah, and then it's like, hey, no, you can't use your dead brother's boots because you're not good enough. Right, and so Johnny like pushes his dad. His dad gets slashed to ribbons by a glass window or something. He's fine though. And then he's like, 
God took the wrong son and Johnny makes a beautiful face about it <laughs> right. um, and gets out of there. And that's how Johnny's fall, fall from grace. Right. That's began. when he becomes a bad boy. The bad boy of jockeys, the bad boy of horse racing. Uh, and, then, and then we go back to the fight and uh, things get very visually confusing for me. Beautiful, but confusing. I was reading it in color this time, which is like the the Ooh. unofficial. And 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 while I I like it less aesthetically, it is less confusing. Yeah, yeah, the colored version is much easier to read. So we have a whole bunch of little dinosaurs covered in sound effects made by none other than Dio, and he can make pterodactyls apparently. If he like turns a bird into a dinosaur, it turns into a different kind of dinosaur, which I I like as yeah. a like it's a game rule. So uh Johnny and Gyro are under the mud together. And their tongues are on fire. (laughs) Right. Sure. And we get on on page 39 of my PDF, we just get this uh, wide-eyed, wide-open mouth shot of Johnny with a steaming tongue. Uh, And it's it's pretty horny. It's pretty horny. (laughs) I mean, again, it's black and white. Similar to, I think, the... We have a cover coming up of Gyro, like, with his hands, like, over his eyes in the rain. And I know it's supposed to be rain, but sort of how when people take glue guns to put, quote-unquote, sweat drops on their anime figures, that mm-hmm. it it looks like cum. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot here, and it's always, like... Like, did Araki know what he was doing, or is does he, it matter? Does he just no, no. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It, it it certainly doesn't matter. It's it's gay either way. But the question is like, does Araki know what he's doing, or is a or is this just is this the subtext of Araki's mind as well? Like, <laughs> this is what goes on in Araki's brain is like the constant gay subtext that yeah. he's not aware of. Who knows? But yeah, we'll never know. But yeah, much like the twenty-year-old show Smallville. Doesn't matter. How, oh it's no, no, just no. really gay. No, no, no. Um, it it simply it does not matter. Uh, in fact, I have a I have a coworker who revealed to me that he has watched JoJo's, and I was recommending Steel Ball Run, and I was like, you know, it's it's about a gay couple, and he was like, oh yeah, I know, it's very well known. <laughs> I was like, oh good, <laughs> I'm glad I, that it's known that way. Uh, this is where we get the quote from Gyro: "Don't just spew whatever you're thinking out of your goddamn mouth. Like, stop <laughs> monologuing." Yeah, like Johnny, stop doing all that exposition. I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, and then Gyro announces, um, oh, yeah. that he's about to teach Johnny lesson four of the spin while they're covered in mud. Yeah. Another level. Well, that this is like the peak. I mean, I think that one of the reasons why I love uh, Silent Way so much as an arc is because of its masterful artistic use of shonen time. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. it's like there's battle is happening, but we get like we, we're getting like flashbacks. We're getting like art history lessons. We're getting right. math. We're getting like all yeah. sorts of kind of like epiphanies happening um, all in this like these split second moments. Yeah. And so there, there's an arc in um. There's an arc in part eight that that I feel like does this really well too. Um, but this like the rapid switching between this like fast frenetic action and like life or death stakes with these very slow, uh, deliberate explanations of things is like my favorite kind of story. Right. Like here's something that Mona Lisa is good for besides jerking off to her hands. <laughs> <laughs> we yes. figured it out. <laughs> Also, uh, I just love that, like, the main tension in issue 43 is just Gyro refusing to tell Lesson 4 to to Johnny. 
until he says, you know, I can't do it. Right. It's like times, like it's like converting to Judaism. Like if you if you want to convert to Judaism, you have to you go to talk to a rabbi and the rabbi has to like turn you away three times and then on the fourth time then they know that you're like really serious about it and then you can start the conversion process i feel like that's what this is yeah yeah for the spin and i I think we should spend the rest of our time on this episode talking about that but at first i want to read the little iraqi deep thought that's at the start of chapter 43 recently i've been thinking a lot about numbers for example money Though everyone thinks that it's better to have a lot than a little, it seems like once someone gets too much of it, they become burdened with it. This also applies to that wonderful, beneficial invention of cars. (laughs) What? Too many of them, and they become an inconvenience. Bad for the atmosphere, too. And us humans... I believe that each individual life is important, of course. But if one day there existed a country with more than 10 billion people, that's a scary thought. It just like goes from like... Okay, grandma, let's get you to bed. <laughs> yeah, like we just, the, the slide into eco-fascism is just so fast. Well, like, also, is having too many cars like a common problem? Well, like, I, yeah, like on an individual <laughs> level, yes, no. Relatable, relatable. On a, I just, on a, no, I think he means like, like on a societal level. Okay. Yeah, because, it, because the way he was talking about money was as if like one person having too much money. No, it's true. He goes from the individual to the societal yeah. level very in, quickly. In and then, but then it's like comparing things. Is, I'm just like, he's like, look, I don't, I'm not saying I believe in population control, but, but yeah. It's like, well, he didn't say if he if he believed in borders or not. Maybe he just thinks that. He's just talking about the country of the whole world. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, that's our guy. That's our big weirdo guy. Do we want to talk about 42 and a half in order or do we want to do it at the end? Yeah, let's because 42 and a half, it's, it's quick. It's a good setup. It's too. quick yeah. and it's set up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's this little mini chapter. It's only 13 pages long. So it's like a third of the length of a normal chapter from this arc. And, it, and it, I think a lot of it is actually like, like Courtney thought it was a fan thing, and with good reason, because like it looks like a like a fanzine where someone's pasted in art from other JoJo's yeah. arcs. It is Araki laying out some like basic science of the JoJo's world about like how stands work, what the spin and Hammond are, what yeah, it's like, like metaphysics, and it covers parts one through six in addition to part seven. So it's like, so you see like, you know, um, Polnareff and uh, Kira and... Uh, yes, the first character in the entire JoJo's that I think of is also Polnareff. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but he also talks about Hammond and stuff. So, it, and you see the stone mask. So, uh, so it's not even just like stand era JoJo's. He's like trying to to pull together everything and sort of claim that it's all one coherent thing rather than he just got bored of of Hammond. Yeah, he's like visibly retconning continuity, which is fine. Like, yeah, I'm, that's cool. I'm, yeah, good, it's, fine. It's good. And, and also like it works. Like nothing he says goes against anything that we've seen except for perhaps just the fact that Dio did turn into a vampire. Like we... <laughs> Like, we're I'm, igno- yeah. just, that was maybe like an ability, not a stand. Yeah, I'm not sure what how like vampirism fits into this, but that's a thing that needs to be explained on another day because we still have. Maybe that was his stand. We don't know. Yeah, maybe that was one of his stands, and then he evolved once he got Jonathan's body, and that was why he had like 15 stands by then. Yeah, right. Yeah. The important part that we can put a bookmark in is that he does take some time to tell us that stands can evolve. Yeah. Right. Well, in and, certain cases. Well, and then he says, I think the last page of it is the really useful thing here where it says, like the ripple from Phantom Blood, like like Hammond. 
and the steel balls, the steel ball run. So like connecting those two things just immediately, these abilities can be said to be a step towards achieving the ultimate ability of attaining a stand. So everything, so so the implication here is that these like generations of Zapellis are just like trying really, really hard to be what being a Joe star just naturally gets you. Right. And that, you know, so the idea is that like Joseph Joestar studying Hammond was him evolving a stand. Right. He would not have had Hermit Purple if right. he hadn't, you know, done all that Lisa Lisa training. So yeah. Gyro and Johnny's Mpreg descendants will have stands. But they, they would anyway because of Johnny. Right. Right. But yeah. But that the Zapellis and studying yeah. all of this are building towards, you know, achieving a stand. Right. Or getting as close as they possibly could to having a stand. So I think that, I do think that that is useful that he put all of his sort of, what was maybe clear to him in his head while writing, like externalizing his Yeah, made it explicit, yeah. Right. And so then we have Gyro introducing the idea of the golden ratio, which is really important. And he does this by drawing a rectangle in the sand and giving Johnny an art history lesson and kind of art and culture and everything about the golden ratio. It's a, it's a nice quiet moment until Johnny is like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about right now. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I, I also want to just highlight that um, Gyro says the secret to the steel balls is the pursuit for infinity. Like Araki talks a lot about infinity in his comics and it's never super clear what infinity is referring to but this is yet another place where infinity pops up and i feel like it it makes sense to me in this in that because the golden like the spiral in the golden ratio theoretically just goes on forever and so what he's i feel like what he's what gyro is talking about is this idea that like once you start something spinning on the exact golden ratio it'll just keep going forever because yeah. the spiral never stops. And so the idea, I think that kind of lines up with that idea of like a perpetual motion machine or like perpetual energy or like. Right. So infinite. And that is sort of how his, the spin is powerful is because it has found like a path that is somehow frictionless and infinite. Right. In So the amount of force that he applies is somehow like multiplied and never slows down. And so basically the rest of this chapter, which is basically this chapter, is just Gyro explaining the golden ratio to Johnny. Johnny saying he doesn't understand it. Johnny saying there's no way he can do this. Uh, and by do this, he wants Johnny to spin his nails in the golden ratio, right, right. which I take to mean the spiral. Right. And Johnny saying he can't. Gyro refusing to let him have his belt buckle. Uh, he says that like the final thing in lesson four is that once Johnny has said, there's no way I can do this four times, then Gyro will give him his belt buckle, which has been constructed in the perfect golden rectangle. Yeah, as like a reference point. Right. This is These are the belt buckles that have, that have hands on them that are pointing directly to Gyro's dick. Yeah. yeah. So why do they need to be pointing at his dick? Because that's where infinity is. <laughs> <laughs> because the balls, you said. Right, right. Spin is stored in the balls. And then Gyro just does not fare well in this fight. Yeah. Wait, have we even established that Sandman is the guy here yet? Um, I think it's... At, this is around when we learn it. Is it at the end of this issue? I think it is. No, we, I mean, we definitely know by now, yeah, um, that it's by this by this episode, that it's Sandman. But mm. so Sandman is using his uh, Koichi-like 
stand Sound abilities. And he's throwing them into the water where Gyro and Johnny are like treading water, I guess. Um, <laughs> indefinitely. For some reason, it amplifies them in the water. And Gyro makes a steel ball out of water using the spin in order to kind of like deflect all the sound weapons coming at them. Yeah, except, he says he says it can only last for like a fraction of a second. Yeah, and he misses a few of them, and those ones like kind of cut him up into pieces. Right. Yeah. So he's he's pretty injured at this point, and by the end of the issue, he's basically like bleeding out. Yeah, and Johnny obviously thinks Gyro is dead or like yeah. about to die. Yeah, it looks it looks it doesn't look good. No. There's a lot of blood in the water. No, we even get a we even get like a Pieta type oh, yeah. situation of yeah. him holding it's the body beautiful. and it's screaming. It's so beautiful. And like Johnny holding Gyro's face close and like trying to figure out he he says, uh, there's no way I can do this the fourth time and is just like taking Gyro's belt. But like as he's saying that, he realizes he has like the the epiphany and realizes that the golden ratio isn't something to be thought about based on like a reference you have to look at like the original and so he realizes like oh artists and scientists based it on nature and so then he looks around and the golden ratio rectangles like over everything in nature that he's looking at right um and also danny yes and danny the danny the mouse in his past yes yeah oh um oh gyro punches johnny in the face that's important yes it's just important. Yeah. No, I do. agree. It's in my notes as well. But yeah, it's beautiful. I love those pages. Yeah. And so uh, this is the part that gives me goosebumps when Johnny realizes how to like access the golden ratio. Um, and that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too. Like he he almost gets it, but not quite. And his nail bullets cause are like powerful enough that they cause like the cornfield to basically flatten under their path. And then this is also where Gyro is like, uh, look for where there's no sound. Yeah. Which... It's, it, it's a manga. You're looking for the sound effects floating right. in the sky, right? And if they're <laughs> like, not there, then there's no sound. I mean, the only thing I can think is like maybe there are so many of Sandman's sound thingies around that um, if there's any spot where there aren't those things, that must be where he is. But it still doesn't really make sense. I just really like Sandman. I like he's still. Yeah, I love his motivations. Like I'm agreed. I'm. It's one of those situations where I'm sort of like. I mean, I. I love Johnny and Gyro and wouldn't be mad if Sandman succeeded. Yeah, you know? the um uh and, and it's the end of this chapter where where Johnny and Gyro find out that it's Sandman doing this, yeah. right. uh, doing all this. They're like, go help us call hot pants, and then they see Sandman like basically knock out, like disable Norisuke, uh right. um, who's hanging out for some reason. Yeah, it's cool. It's I like I like the that ongoing mystery of like who is it who's doing it, and then I love the reveal. It's it's really nicely done. Yeah, and him saying that basically the reason why he is trying to win the race or and also to like make a pact with the president is because the like white people have decided that money is more valuable than anything else and so he needs money in order to buy back his land from right. the white people and he can and he can get more money for the corpse parts than he can by winning the race right and i mean like i think it's a little short-sighted but he doesn't know that like yeah you know i'm just like yeah man i mean i just mostly think it's like really you're gonna trust yeah, that's my thing. Of yeah, the United like States. That's the, that, like that's the part where I'm like, well, like you really, do you really want to help make him more powerful? Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, I get it, man. Like, you're I mean, it's desperate. a it's a good hedge. If if he had yeah. actually like gone through with it, like maybe he would have realized that the corpse parts were even more powerful than money. Yeah, and he could have just used those to get what he wanted instead yeah. of uh, instead of using money to do it. Yes. But yeah, 
But it's like I I see your logic. Oh yeah, can't no, fault it. It's good. It's good motivation. Good character. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then of course, and then we get the ah holding holding yeah gyro. Yeah, like, just incredible. It's beautiful. So good. Johnny cares so much. Yeah. And then they die, and that's the end of Steel Ball Run. Yep, the end. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, so join us next week when we have a <laughs> we we move a on to party. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, come back next time. We will be finishing up uh, the last part of A Silent Way and then the first part of uh, Sugar Mountain. Yeah, so that's uh, issues 44 and 45. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora Ora, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that the Zappelli family would leave for the Golden Ratio. 